Welcome to Federal Insights for June. Confident IT resiliency in uncertain times. Sponsored by Veritas. Welcome and thanks for joining us. My guests today are Scott Sloan, Senior Director of Sales Engineering for U.S. Public Sector at Veritas, and Alex Restrepo, Senior Principal for Solutions Marketing at Veritas. Good to have you both on. And why don't we start at the beginning? Let's describe operational resiliency and what it all entails. Alex, we'll start with you. Sure. So operational resiliency really refers to the concept of uh, any enterprise or organization being ready to execute on its mission. Um, and so we view there's, a, there's basically three key potential pillars that might impede an organization's ability to, to execute on business outcomes. Um, those have to deal with risk, complexity, and the unknown. And so uh, from our perspective, we want to make sure that uh, enterprises and, and, and institutions are resilient against uh, the possible risks such as ransomware, uh, complexities that are, are coming about due to the multi-cloud, hyper-cloud type environments, and lastly, the unknown, uh, certainly things like a current pandemic that's going on as an example of the unknown uh, impacting businesses. Sure, and uh, Scott, the uh, unknowns can be coming from the current crisis that we're in, such as increased malware, phishing attacks, and so forth. Tell us about some of the current threats that, that you worry about. Yeah, sure, Tom. So, you know, let's start with ransomware. You know, it's a threat that's top of mind. An organization is hit with ransomware attack, you know, every 11 seconds. An alarming trend showing, you know, really no signs of slowing. But an interesting fact is that the first ransomware attack took place over, you know, 30 years ago in, in 1989. The method of delivery was via a simple floppy disk left laying around at a conference. Uh, the malware encrypted the root directory of a computer and and demanded $189 be mailed to a post office box in Panama if the user wished to use it again. So, you know, well, you know, cyber criminals are now no longer using floppy disks to spread their malware, and they're demanding, you know, more than a couple hundred dollars these days. And many times criminals are delivering ransomware through, you know, phishing attacks, uh, as email attachments, malicious URLs, and even now through remote access methods you know, into an organization. And it's especially concerning that many people working from home due to COVID-19, and in some cases, using a bring your own device and ask, accessing their data at the office. So this interconnected nature of IT systems make ransomware particularly destructive, you know, often providing criminals access to the breadth of an organization's data through a single point of entry. You know, any data that can be accessed will be potentially accessed and altered by uh, ransomware. So today it's often designed to seek and access, you know, backup files to hinder their ability to uh, recover. You know, so Veritas commissioned a study where they pulled federal IT and agency leaders and 30% reported their agencies can't directly be affected by ransomware. Only 34% said their agency could recover the most critical data within 12 hours on attack. So the costs associated with restoring the system and revenue loss when systems are down oftenly, are often significantly outweigh the ransom demand. Uh, for example, a year ago, the city of Baltimore you know, was hit with a ransomware attack demanding only $76,000, but they decided not to pay. And this decision cost the city at least $18.2 million in a combination of restoration and, and lost revenues, Tom. All right, and uh, with so many people suddenly mass working in the government, you had a very shift in operations that, that was simply not the norm beforehand. 
Now, it may go back to some degree, but I think most people believe that there's going to be more, a greater degree of teleworking than there might have been as the norm in the past. When you have two factors, one, a change in operating procedure, and recently a sudden change. So how might that affect this whole issue of resiliency and safety as we move forward and get past this, but yet with some of the changes permanently in place? So th that's a great question. And I think that, um, again, we divided this into three categories and one of them is certainly the unknowns. And I think that squarely falls within that, that parameter. Um, and for, from our perspective, uh, all data is, uh, is, is fungible to the extent that it can move from one form factor to another, one uh, underlying infrastructure to another. The key here is really understanding, A, what data you have and what level of importance does it have, right? Being able to categorize data appropriately so that you understand what's what. Uh, and then secondly, what infrastructure do I have available to place that data on? If I don't have good visibility to my entire infrastructure, it's very difficult for me to pivot and be agile in the face of changes like what we're seeing right now, uh, including potentially the changes afterwards. There may be, of course, a quote unquote return to normal, or there could be new regulations, and you wanna be ready for any and all of those. Uh, and we think that visibility into your data and into your infrastructure is key to being able to achieve that sort of resiliency. Yeah, and that visibility and to be able to touch it the data that you need as well as simply be aware of it. That is complicated now by the, the way people are working, which is very different from, you know, everybody on the same token ring or land, that type of uh, model. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, today's uh, complexity is only exasperating the problem. Um, we, we're moving, by we, we mean all institutions are moving to some degree of a hybrid cloud model uh, where partially it's uh, public cloud being leveraged as infrastructure uh, and partially it's on-prem. Partially it's a, a private cloud that's being developed uh, to be able to better serve uh, the agencies and institutions that are, that are, being, that are leveraging the data and infrastructure. Um, so the challenge, of course, is with all of these different uh, arenas where data might be living, uh, you want to make sure that you're able to keep track of who has access to what at any given time and make sure that if you need to fail over to, you know, maybe some of this other infrastructure, you're able to do so in a very orchestrated way. Um, so I think there's a lot of challenges that are, that are present, but there's a lot of potential in terms of being able to leverage the hybrid nature of today's IT environments. Yes, yeah, Scott, so it sounds like the cloud smart strategy, which was in place before the pandemic, sort of has greater relevance now as agencies keep moving this way. Uh, it turns out the cloud is going to give that kind of resiliency to people that are not centrally located. I keep stressing that point, but that's really the, the big change as agencies still try to deliver on that mission. And as we know, some recent laws gave a few agencies a really huge new mission to do in a mass way in a very short amount of time. So resiliency is, is really the basis for being able to do that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, definitely, um, you know, providing that data in a, in a, a cloud providers, um, you know, data center, it, it makes it a lot easier to access and, and uh, leverage that data, right, for the, for the agency's mission. So it does help, uh, you know, definitely during these times of uh, unknowns and uh, complexities. On that note, we'll take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some of the elements in a plan for resiliency. 
My guests today are Scott Sloan, Senior Director of Sales Engineering for U.S. Public Sector at Veritas, and Alex Restrepo, Senior Principal for Solutions Marketing at Veritas. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. You're listening to Confident IT Resiliency in Uncertain Times, sponsored by Veritas here on Federal News Network. In today's era of more digital business, agencies combat malicious intent, data complexity, and other unknowns that could compromise your agency's operational resiliency. Mitigating these risks is paramount. With Veritas, agencies gain a dedicated partner to help ensure your organization's operational resilience with the most versatile and extensible platform on the market. Because in this era of more, no one addresses more scope, scale, and IT diversity than Veritas. Visit veritas.com resiliency for additional information. Welcome back to our discussion, Confident IT Resiliency in Uncertain Times, sponsored by Veritas here on Federal News Network. My guests today are Scott Sloan, Senior Director of Sales Engineering for U.S. Public Sector at Veritas, and Alex Restrepo, Senior Principal for Solutions Marketing at Veritas. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. And before we get into some of the technical questions here, I think for a government audience, uh, they're used to planning things and having a plan for things. It seems like you need a plan for resiliency, that that's something that uh, you should not take for granted because things were working yesterday. So what are some of the elements of a good plan for resiliency, which, as Alex pointed out earlier, is really a plan for carrying out your mission. Yeah, I, I think um, almost since the inception of computing as we know it today, um, there's been a level of abstraction, a software defining, what we would call logically defining as opposed to physically defining systems uh, in order to gain efficiencies and make it easier to, to manage uh, systems. Um, and so you know, that's something that extends today if you think about virtual, uh, virtualization for servers, and certainly even if you think about the cloud. Um, really, it's virtualization on someone else's computer with some elasticity thrown in to make it a little uh, more user-friendly in terms of uh, some other functionality. But ultimately, the concept of software defining helps you mitigate some of the challenges of complexity from disparate infrastructure. Uh, Veritas, as a company, has been software-defined since its inception in the 90s with some of its very first intellectual property that dealt with file systems and high-availability clustering. Um, and so certainly that continues throughout the suite of what we're able to offer today. And our perspective is that if you can maintain a network connection and credentials, that should be enough to be able to achieve business outcomes when it comes to your data. And that includes being resilient against uh, risk, complexity, and the unknowns. So, Scott, that seems to take us to the topic of modernization because agencies have particularly complex IT environments, and very often you have the latest running side by side with the oldest. And so I get the sense sometimes they don't know when it's time to turn off the old and just have the new. So how does complexity grow over time, and how can you clear out that thicket? Yeah, Tom. So, you know, we see complexity occurring when technologies overlap one another. It happens over time, like you mentioned, the company through acquisitions or simply when you add new stuff, but you know, keep the old instead of getting rid of it. Uh, it results in multiple systems performing similar functions, too many layers of the stack, you know, serving extraneous purposes, essentially just resulting in operational diversity you know, across the core edge and hybrid multi-cloud environments these days. Uh, so agencies you know, thought they could do massive replacements of technology like moving everything to the cloud, but what we've been seeing is way more adding of technology than replacing it. Uh, the result can be a tangle of overlapping and redundant systems that cost money, slow innovation, and, and hinders the agencies from identifying you know, new mission opportunities. And Alex, on that issue of decomplexing, you mentioned earlier the idea of software definition. 
that seems like that could be a route for agencies to lower their complexity by rendering some of the older logic into abstracted or virtualized software units and you could get rid of a lot of hardware, a lot of hardware connections. Is that what you see and is that a route to less complexity but yet maintaining the resilience because sometimes the programs depend on that older logic? Yeah, so, you know, look, software abstraction, logically defining systems is something that's uh, been intrinsic to computing since almost its inception. Um, the idea that you can gain efficiency and gain ease of use by decoupling uh, the, the application layer and the OS layer from the hardware is one of the key tenets of modern computing. Um, you know, you look at virtualization players on-prem, even the cloud is really, even though it has elastic properties, at its core, what it's doing is abstracting everything from a logical perspective. And so really what we look at is data just needs a network connection, it needs a terminal of some sort to be able to access it, uh, and you need credentials. Um, and assuming you have those, then everything else can become secondary. And luckily for Veritas, we've been a software abstracted, a hardware agnostic company since our inception. And so going back to our initial IP in the 90s that kind of helped with uh, store, you know, file systems and clustering uh, all the way through uh, our data protection systems and our insight systems, uh, all of these are software defined and all of them, all they require is a network connection, some credentials, and we're going to be able to do some really good stuff when it comes to making sure you're resilient in the face of all of the challenges we see today. And I guess we could say even credentials can be abstracted and virtualized, which gives people greater mobility, greater portability, and therefore greater resilience for whatever reason, either just ordinary travel or because they're rendered unable to get to the office as we're seeing now. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's something as simple as a VPN, as an example, as a means to making sure that when you connect, you're connecting a secure connection. Um, but you know, beyond that, multi-factor authentication, making sure you have good role-based access control, these are all basic tenets of operational resiliency and certainly tenets that Veritas adopts. All right, we're gonna stop there for a quick break and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about some of the other unknowns uh, that we can guess at that might happen to federal agencies. My guests today are Scott Sloan, Senior Director of Sales Engineering for U.S. Public Sector at Veritas, and Alex Restrepo, Senior Principal for Solutions Marketing at Veritas. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. Our discussion is Confident IT Resiliency in Uncertain Times, sponsored by Veritas here on Federal News Network. In today's era of more digital business, agencies combat malicious intent, data complexity, and other unknowns that could compromise your agency's operational resiliency. Mitigating these risks is paramount. With Veritas, agencies gain a dedicated partner to help ensure your organization's operational resilience with the most versatile and extensible platform on the market. Because in this era of more, no one addresses more scope, scale, and IT diversity than Veritas. Visit veritas.com resiliency for additional information. Welcome back to our discussion, Confident IT Resiliency in Uncertain Times, sponsored by Veritas here on Federal News Network. My guests today are Scott Sloan, Senior Director of Sales Engineering for U.S. Public Sector at Veritas, and Alex Restrepo, Senior Principal for Solutions Marketing at Veritas. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. And Scott, let's start with you and talk about some of the other unknowns that can affect federal agencies. They could be known to be happening, but you don't know what the outcome will be, such as a change in policy. We've been discussing the, uh, the COVID and the, uh, the stress on resiliency that is placed. That's a true unknown, but there's a lot of known unknowns, I guess. What are some of those and how can they affect resiliency? 
Yeah, any unknowns. I mean, you know, COVID-19 is a kind of perfect example from everybody working from home and then trying to, you know, it forced every agency to really address their technical debt um, and modernize um, in a very short time. So, you know, and, and take, for example, the, the federal telework program, and it's been around um, for many years. So you would assume agencies would have already had a robust remote access solution in place. Now, unfortunately, you know, for some of this was you know, not the case. You know, I, I think a recent OPM report to Congress highlighted the issue and, and shows only 22% of employees teleworked in 2018. So one could draw a conclusion from this report, the incredible magnitude our government faced when they shifted to work from home policy and the amount of work you know, required to implement you know, remote access solutions. You know, some agencies experienced insufficient bandwidth and infrastructure to you know, support an extensive telework program. And others, the lack of available technology, you know, like laptops and collaboration tools to enable people to, to work from home. Now, granted, most agencies had a contingency plan for regional event, but no one really was prepared for an entire global workforce you know, working from home. So you know, also, you know, existing regulations uh, are creating new, new challenges. For example, you know, the Federal Records Act, which, you know, it's been around since 1950, requires the management of record creation, maintenance, and uh, disposition. And, and let's not forget about the increase in FOIA, uh, FOIA requests that we're going to see due to the COVID-19 crisis. So you know, how will agencies now manage this data that is created on a remote worker's laptop and in some cases uh, a bring-your-own device, Tom? And there's also the data transparency laws. There's a couple of those that are passed in recent years, like the Data Act, which makes you have to know stuff and where it is and how to report it in ways that agencies had never had to do before. And in fact, even though some of them have been around for several years and they still get report cards on it, there's a long way to go there. Yes, for sure. And also, I would throw in the fact that Formally, by law, there is transition planning going for the next administration, regardless of which party you know does win. By law, they have to plan for transition because the law considers the the retention of incumbency also a transition. And so, there's a lot that could happen with just new policymakers coming in to replace the ones that are there now. So, what I would say, right, is that when you're when you're looking at uh, the transition between administrations or really any change of custodianship of data. Um, an example, again, is uh, when someone who is a custodian of data has to provide it. Uh, you mentioned earlier FOIA requests. Um, it's important to have the right tools to be able to achieve that. And it can be difficult if you don't. And that's actually something where, uh, you know, a, a regular a substitute may not work. There really isn't a good, you could script it out and try to do it that way, but it's going to take you forever. Anybody that's tried to do this in terms of searching, you know, terabytes and terabytes of data understands the challenge involved in finding specific items that are necessary to fulfill a FOIA request or to meet uh, guidelines in terms of transition of power and things like you mentioned. Um, and so luckily, you know, of course, we have tools that are capable of doing exactly that in terms of uh, Boolean type searches um, that on the back end are intelligent enough to then pr provide the required data. Um, and so that's part of the strength that we have in terms of representing, again, an a software defined agnostic approach to data, but covering all manner of availability, protection and insights, which is really what we're talking about there is insights into your data and making sure that you're not concerned about that uh, risk of the unknown or risk of complexity, which is kind of both there in terms of FOIA requests. Sometimes it's a little just too complex, the amount of data, 
And other times it's you just don't know what FOIA request is gonna come in. So how do you quickly adjust to that? Or maybe you don't know what data has been generated over the course of the last administration, right? So I agree that that's a, that's a significant challenge that needs to be addressed by any, any agency today. And what about the discovery of data that you may not have or that you might need, but or possibly not even know you don't have in the case of say the stimulus checks that were going out? Sure. That far more complex question than it sounded like to the public because of all the data sets to make sure that only the people that deserve them got them, uh, that were by law should get them, and also that those people were still living and sometimes if you have a year old database uh, that you're accessing, you know, you may not have the most current vital statistics to inform that kind of process. So if you look at improper payments as a threat to resiliency, then data becomes a paramount issue there also. Yeah, absolutely. Um, ultimately, it's going to come down to whenever you're transacting with anything that's considered um, this level of uh, sensitivity, right? So personal information, personally identifiable information, uh, information that's protected either by law, regulation, or just policy of an agency, um, you need to make sure that you're covered and you have the correct tools to be able to execute on that. And again, having something akin to a Google search, right? A, a simple Boolean search for inside of your files for specific terms, such as stimulus check, let's say. That's a new term something that maybe wasn't previously in a lexicon, uh, being able to adjust that on the fly and, and incorporate that is a key element of being resilient to the unknowns. And Scott, as you go from agency to agency, what are you hearing are the pain points with respect to ensuring they can keep going no matter what on that mission delivery? Yeah, I mean, we already see impact to, to missions and, and outcomes. Some agencies have put projects on hold while they only focus on keeping their mission afloat. You know, while others haven't missed uh, a beat, you know, they've been able to adapt to uh, the changing environment, you know, since they had a, a good response plan in place. And I guess the final question should be analytics, because we've been talking about data, data virtualization, but really understanding the problem at hand is a problem of analytics. So how does that have a role in resiliency? Alex? Sure. So we talked a little bit about being able to understand the data, especially, you know, in terms of uh, some of the requests that might come up and being able to search data. But it's not just the data. It's also analytics about the environment itself. Uh, a little earlier, we touched on some of the complexity that might be involved in terms of adopting new technologies and growing environments. And in particular, I know Scott touched on the fact that most of this has been additive as opposed to replacing previous technologies. And so that can become a real challenge to be able to understand everything that's going on and make sure that you're accountable. Um, number one, if you don't know what you have, it's hard to make sure it's highly available. You wanna make sure you can do that. And then number two, if you don't know what you have, you can't really take advantage of it all. And you wanna be careful because obviously budget dollars are getting tighter, uh, but yet demands are growing. So you need to be intelligent about how you use your resources and, and understanding that having analytics on the infrastructure itself is key to being able to execute on that. All right, so let's hope your agency is among the adapters. I want to thank today's guests. Scott Sloan is Senior Director of Sales Engineering for U.S. Public Sector at Veritas, and Alex Restrepo, Senior Principal for Solutions Marketing at Veritas. I'm your moderator, Tom Temin. You're listening to Federal News Network. For more on this discussion, visit federalnewsnetwork.com and search Operational Resiliency. Thank you for listening to Federal Insights for June. Confident IT resiliency in uncertain times. Sponsored by Veritas on Federal News Network.
There are 79,000 active cases of child trafficking in Texas alone. Don't turn this off or change a channel. Don't cover your kids' ears. It's real. In fact, it's happening in your town. And our best weapon against child trafficking is children. Teaching them to identify the warning signs and help other vulnerable kids. It's time to act with PACT, Partners Against Child Trafficking. To learn more about starting a student ambassador program at your local school, visit pact.city, P-A-C-T dot C-I-T-Y.